The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Do you remember that a couple of weeks ago there was a guy called uh, Johannes from Finland? Yes. Um, and he was talking about uh, the changing your hobby into a profession and, and losing the passion for it. Was that was that the that was the that was ba- ba- basic strand of it, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And we we talked about. And I surprised you, I think, a little bit because I don't think you were expecting me to say I'm doing some dog portraits. Mm. I was kind of inspired uh, by Mandy Burton, who uh, was talking about her project. Although not entirely, because for a while I've been I've been thinking about doing this. But Mandy really sort of gave me a bit of a kick up the backside. So thank you, Mandy. When when she did her project, where she would walk along towpaths and in, uh, and and photograph, and then sort of a mini interview for a second with with um, with dog owners, yeah, yeah, complete strangers, yeah, yeah, strangers well, and their dogs. And, and you said to me, um, what are you using to photograph the the, the dogs? Mm-hmm. I mean, not obviously the camera, but this is the the back. So it's just a simple grey backdrop, which I I cut in. Uh, it's a very small one. It's cut to the length of probably uh, the width rather of a, a big shaggy dog. Are you good with scissors as well <laughs> as everything else? No, my mother-in-law did that. Oh, fair enough. And um, so yeah, and it's all done available light because I, m- yeah. I met a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Um, I photographed the uh, the other day, and um, and the Staffy with a bit of an attitude, obviously. Mm. Well, not obviously, not all Staffies do, mm. but this one did. And uh, I thought, blimey, if I if I if I was using a flash or any form of light here, the yeah. dog would be thinking, "What's going on here?" Yeah, horses—they're yeah. the worst ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, just... uh, Jan, Jan Arnis Bertrand does amazing pictures of yeah horses and is he the guy that wrote, uh, did the Equus the French book? guy the e- French Equi- the book Equus? It was that Equus? Um, I he uh, pictures mm. no, from no, is that fl- uh, no, I'm not sure. P- pictures from the sky or pictures from the the, uh, from let's, the air. Let's not pretend we know what we're talking about. Yeah, well, I, I've I've got his book, but obviously, uh, Equus is an amazing I, book. I, I don't obviously know him that well. The mm. Fuji Cast. But that, yeah, I I just thought I'd show you that. Then there's the um, that's my dog background. Yeah. So where are the dogs coming from then? Just people you know. Yeah. Oh. And I have a little uh, little cute little marketing idea actually hmm. which which goes right back to the, the the very start of my photographic career 16 17 whatever years ago where I um, went and dropped leaflets and things through do- thousands of doors hmm. I am pounding the streets well, you should, for this little project you could train a dog to do I it I could for take you. a dog with me would make more sense <laughs> wouldn't it that would make so much more sense I remember when I got I'm missing a trick I remember when I got the GFX 50S so the first thing I did was take a couple of pictures yeah, of some you dogs did. Of your whippet, didn't yeah, you? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a French bulldog as well. Friends, French bulldog. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, beautiful dogs. Yeah. Uh, so, um, welcome to the show, episode thirty-three this week. Thank you to our friend. Thirty-three. I know. Um, wow, my age. <laughs> thank you to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a simpler camera strap each to our favourite email questions of the week. They're coming up. Um, if you'd like to go and see what Simpler's all about, go to Simpler S I M P L R dot US. Miss off the e. S-I-M-P-L-R dot U-S. Um, also, there's your questions about anything Fujifilm or photography related, technical, artistic, business, personal, and send those questions in to click at fujicast.co.uk. Also, today you get to, to meet the uh, the moderate, meet the moderators. It's almost a alliteration, isn't it? Um, meet the moderators, meet, yeah. meet the mods, meet the mods. Um, so for those that belong to our Facebook group, of uh, which is growing nicely still. Thank you very much, and it's great. To, it's a very safe arena in there, I think, for people to discuss photography. Yeah, and um, oh, and we all hate those Facebook groups that get, you know, angry well, people in them. Yeah, sometimes Facebook can get very angry. Yeah, and we've had a few moments where there's been a few lockings of antlers yeah. and a few things that um, have um, 
have sort of which have been removed before they've caused trouble mm-hmm. and and that's what moderators and admins do that doesn't mean people don't get a chance to sometimes get heated on a topic but i thought no. it might be a good idea if you met peter yep. uh, and you met steve who are mods uh, in that group um we're rockers are allowed to yeah rock, <laughs> i knew you'd say that rockers are allowed to so that's that's going to be our interview today right let's launch into these questions do you want to go first kev or me you go first um dave brown hello kevin hello neil question for you both what are your thoughts on third party use of uh, of now this could be any images by the way yeah uh, but we're going to go wedding i know we often get accused of being wedding centric i guess because we shoot mainly weddings that's going to happen yeah but you could you could extend this question to other arenas um third party use of your wedding images um by other contributors to the wedding day car companies florists bands acts flying owls bearing rings god i have some stories about those I would assume it's okay for social use, Facebook, Instagram, and the like, provided a, a link or back link is used. But what if they started to use your images on a more commercial basis to advertise on the websites after, saying, uh, obtaining images from the from from the wedding couple? Would you invoice the company or ask them to remove an image? So I'm assuming here if they've uh, if they've bypassed me and gone to the couple, is that mm, what? Yeah, yeah, I that, think that's so. That's what Dave means. Yeah. Uh, would you invoice the company or ask them to remove the image? Uh, great show, nice audio. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. But you say that to all the girls. I never say thank you when people say nice audio. I always say, <laughs> that's Neil. <laughs> <laughs> and refreshing that all are welcome, not just Fujifilm. I'm a Pentax user. You're very welcome. Dave Brown Photography. I used to love those old Pentax cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now this this is quite a spiky subject because um, I know um, that you've, you've had images stolen from you. Mm-hmm. I sued a company. Yeah. They were a, um, a very well-known directory bridal directory stole some images or took some images and used them on their website i i went after yes, them is still too strong a word do you think no i think steel is the right word is it yeah and um their argument was that because they were available in public the in, in the pub i.e on my website mm. that um they are freely available my counter argument to them was well you know when you hang your your underpants on the washing line in public it doesn't mean somebody can just come and take them you did know? you you didn't use that i did i used that <laughs> okay. i thought i'd try and break the ice with that it didn't work <laughs> so we went to uh, went to small claims and it was a, a hooplink's first thing so uh the day before we went to small claims they they exceeded whatever the word is and uh right. and i won so uh this is the only time i've ever done it and it's only because they were a big company um you know now i get asked often and i'm sure you do and i'm sure probably dave does and various mm. other people from florists and you know caterers especially oh you know can we i had it on uh, just last week you know it was a really lovely venue um and the, the florist said you know we've never decorated here can you would you be able to send us some pictures and i always say yeah of course absolutely however what I never do is send them those pictures unless they come and ask me again afterwards because right. I, I don't want to be responsible for taking business cards off them and then when I'm editing thinking oh I must send some nice pictures to the florist yeah. if the florist emails me subsequently and that's what I would say to them you know email me in three or four weeks when the edit's done and I'll send you some pictures then that's absolutely fine but mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not responsible for, for doing it for so them so you never charge for them no not for things like that mm. however I think that the crux of the question is that what happens if they take an image and start using it more yeah. commercially what happens if they go over your shoulders over your head pardon mm. over your backside whatever and, and, and ask the um, ask the couple or in, in other genres ask um, a third party to use your images. Well, this is where the contract comes in, doesn't it? the subject if they can be used. Yeah. So my contract 
clearly states that images cannot be, and this is the contract with a client, mm. images cannot be used for any commercial purpose or entered into competitions. Um, so, you know, they would they would be in the wrong, simple as that. It's never happened, I have to say. I've never, at least as, as far as I'm aware, it's never happened that the, um, you know, a vendor has, has used the images for more kind of structured purposes. Many times the vendor has gone direct to the client and said, you know, can we have some pictures? And the client's sometimes gone, yeah, sometimes said, well, no, you need to speak to Kevin. Um, either way, I don't care. Frankly, you know what? If it's pictures of flowers and buildings and stuff and, uh, you know, and, 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 and uh, as long as, especially on Instagram these days, as long as they say photo by at Kevin Munner's photography, mm-hmm. that's cool by me. Oh, you know, we all, we all, if we all helped each other, the world would be a lot better place instead oh, of being I totally agree. I remember going, going angry. On, a, on a very, very early um, workshop and um, the, the person taking the workshop saying, never give your images away. Mm. These have an inherent value, you know. Mm. And, and I agree they do have a value, but I think we, uh, we live, live in a slightly pictorial... Does a picture of a teacup have some value? It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It has value to the, the people a, selling yeah. the teacups. So why not let them let them enjoy that value? True. You yeah. know, I'm same as you though. I I I ask them to contact me after three or four weeks. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, just taking business cards away and you think, oh, what, what wedding was that from? No. Or, or what what event was was that from? The only thing that does bug me sometimes is when they come back and say, "Do you have any more of X?" Mm. <laughs> no, you've yeah. got what you've got. Yeah, I have a special finger to delete those emails. Stop with. it, Oliver Twist! <laughs> Go away, please, sir. May I have right. some more? So, your question then? Okay, so my question is from uh, David Park, and uh, the message title is "Some self indulgence congratulations for you." Then a question. Right. Yeah. Oh, funnily enough, we mentioned Mandy Burton, so enjoyed your, your early morning pod. Early morning. I'm going to have to read it out now, aren't I? Because instead of doing yada yada, because I mentioned it. Enjoyed your early morning podcast 24, especially the, lo- the delightful, motivating, yet so self-depreciating Mandy Burton. Great. Mandy's becoming a bit of a... Mandy, bit of a star. Mandy star. Sorry, I dropped my lens cap then. Yeah, Mandy's becoming a little bit of a celeb. Well done. Um, great interview. More project-orientated ones, please. Okay, that's... Have you written that down? Write that down. Yeah. Write that, write that down. Write written, that down. Written it down. Write I've written it down. down. Great to be more project-oriented ones. <laughs> it's rubbish coming from Wales. Uh. <laughs> did, did you see, there is a question, by the way, that is in Welsh. I will find that for you, because you can read that one, because you can obviously speak uh, Welsh. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. can read it, as long as it involves uh, rugby songs. Um, okay. <laughs> we shouldn't read those So he's in, he's in Australia. It's yep. uh, Sunday the evening, the 4th of August, enjoying a beer. Not Foster's. Uh, with my X100F, which JPEG settings, can I configure to reproduce the moody, sometimes almost fuzzy, black and white photographs of Louis Stetner, wow. who lived in New York and Paris. He died three years ago, aged in his mid-80s. I we just love his work. We mentioned Louis Stetner, I think, a few weeks ago. We did, yeah. A couple of months ago, maybe. Well, I'm going to click on that link he's given us. Yeah. Um, but just before I do that, he says at the bottom, Kevin, is it your Padilla setting? Perhaps tweaked. I have had great fun with your seven JPEG settings, by the way. I also shoot RAW and JPEG. Oh, it's one of your settings that you sell a Padilla setting i don't sell any settings but i i did a blog post I thought you did. do you not sell presets no oh. i i did a um uh, uh, should, we, should we do some presets fujicast presets yeah Sm- we can call one smiley and one no i'm serious noisy <laughs> and you're not taking me seriously forget that idea scrap that um no i did a i did a blog post on a, a youtube video where i explained my seven custom jpeg settings yes and I named my custom JPEG settings after photographers whose oh, finish I'm trying to emulate. Not right. their work, but the finish. And okay. one of them was Darcy Padilla. And I loved her grainy black and white. And, and in fairness, uh, the amount of feedback I've had from that, had I sold them for a penny a piece, 
I probably would be um, five pound forty three better yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, however, I didn't, and I'm you know I'm not. So uh, looking at the Lewis Stetner photographs now, uh, so I'm, what I'm doing is trying to look at an image and try and understand the structure of it and how you might replicate something similar in the JPEG configuration of a camera. Now the thing to remember with the JPEGs, Fujifilm JPEGs, is they are customizable to a certain extent, but not overly so if you want something specific then you may end up needing to shoot raw and and build a, a preset or something yourself that yeah. way um so the image i'm looking at now is um a black and white image of a, a lady in a car really incredible picture actually um so in the background of the car outside the car is uh, a couple a, canoodling a couple canoodling yeah. with a moped and looks totally candid which i'm, I'm guessing it is in which case it's incredible the the lady has got light, really nice uh, natural light falling onto her face she's breaking all the rules of composition by staring she's out of the frame rather than into frame, it yeah, but yeah. that it works perfectly well because of the other stuff going on in the background and that's ace I love that um, what I would do for this I would have the shadows pumped up to maybe two or three I would have the great did he say X-T3 was it X-T3 hang on a sec um, X-100F Okay, X100F, uh, you don't have the grain option in X100F, so uh, you, you know you, you want to be adding a little bit of noise later on to that. Sharpness, I would bring that down. You want to be using Acros with a yellow filter, I'd say, for that, because the yellow filter is a little less harsh than the red filter in terms of contrast. Yeah, that's, that's how I would try and emulate something like that. But again, you probably won't get it exactly right. Uh, you should do a Stetner. Um, preset then. This yeah. is ace stuff, isn't it? I'm yeah. not sure. I don't like the way, by the way, that um, Google has changed of late. When you look at images, now you get a small sort of preview on the right hand side instead of the, it turning into a big preview. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's it's changed. Is that just your your Macintosh? No, nope. I'm sure nope. that doesn't happen to me. Recently changed. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all hate Google anyway, don't we? Um, oh, I love Google. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, no, these are great, great pictures. Although a lot of them are, are different tints and tones and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's funny enough. The, the 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 Stetner look is is not what I would call. It's not cohesive all the way through, is it? No, but then it does depend on where the images are being hosted and stuff like that. You know and. Yeah. Uh, uh, interest and it, and this is a pretty interesting thing and uh, affects us all really. If you know if the image has gone through a um, processing system or it's been uh, you know the art director of the website that's hosting it is using a differently calibrated screen or whatever, they may edit it to uh, make yeah. it and you know and so they all, they do often look slightly different. So yeah, that's what I would do um, for that one. Um, good question. Consistency yeah. is the word I was looking for, not not cohesive. I knew what I meant. Peter Johnson, quick question. Hi, Kev. Hi, Neil. Just a quickie. Don't know if you discussed this before. Um, do you think it's the duty of, uh, of brides and grooms to provide food for the photographer on the day? Is it responsibility of the venue, or should it be? Do venues ask the bride and groom uh, th- this question as part of their process, or, or should they? All I would say on this, since it's a, a quickie question, and we mentioned him already in this uh, this episode, I hate feeling like Oliver Twist when I have to go to the kitchen and say, please, sir, can I have some food or more, or any Mm. Um, and and it does it does some it sometimes is a bit worrying when somebody will say to you oh we'll see what we can do rustle up something you think, never mind rustling something up it's in the contract 
don't make me feel like I'm some sort of like you're going to get your scrapings off the floor. Thank you very much. Mm. So um, I am happy to take my own, but if somebody uh, is catering, that's nice as well. But I don't think it's the venue's responsibility, no, because they couldn't give a monkeys who's no. photographing. And also, it's a cost for them. So yeah. you know, the, the venue will uh, a half decent venue will have a discussion with the bride and groom, yeah. and you know, do you want to pay for the uh, meal for the vendors? Right. Next question. Friend of the show coming up. Look, friend of yours, maybe. <laughs> I like him. He's all right. Uh, Lee, Lee Glasgow. Well, I wouldn't share a hot tub with him. No. <laughs> so uh, he's got a really good question, actually. Uh, Hi, guys. I love following Neil, and I simply love Kevin's voice. Always the wrong uh, way around. Look at that. So actually, this question is from Glasgow Lee. <laughs> my question is this how do you manage all the parts of communication with clients do you have any spreadsheets with all the customers and elements on such as inquiry chasing deposits pre-weddings meetings chasing balance editing album design blogging the wedding backing up the wedding didn't realize there was that much work in what we did i use light blue that's wonderful and keeps me sane um but i feel a spreadsheet or printed project list would be visually useful to see where i am and with which client mm. um also i am off to the south of france for a week or should I come to Brighton with you guys? Well, that was last week. That so, was last week. Yeah. So, um, well. But too late. He came. He came. I saw him. I know. He was there. In a hot tub. Glasgow Lee. We saw you in Brighton. So well done for choosing Brighton over the south of France for us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, what do you use for business management? I am very, I don't want to say old fashioned, because I do, it works. It's worked so well for me for many years, but I'm a spreadsheet user. I am, funnily enough, um, as Lee points out there is it good sometimes to see everything you're doing laid out and i do have columns you know uh blogged and then i have one for the the year after every single um i don't do it with every single client i take this according to there's a little note on whether i think they'll they'll be conducive to the idea or not but i send an anniversary mail as well so um, the anniversary mail is, is usually done two to three months before um, their one-year anniversary. And if they haven't bought an album, then that's when it offers them an album because that's paper. And it's a paper anniversary or a print because not everybody wants to spend X amount of money on a on a you know expensive album. They might just want to do a print. So, yeah, I, I, in fact... Does I, that work? Yeah, it does. Not, not, sorry, that latter thing. Yeah. My, my spreadsheet works. Right. I don't sell an awful lot of anniversary stuff now, but it's, but it, but it's there. And funnily enough, since we were talking about doggy portraits, I I will uh, now add them to, you know, the list of do you have one or do any of your friends and point them towards the particular website that I've built, uh, I'm building for that. Cool. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it works, it works really well. I've never used light blue. I tried to once get to grips with it and I, I didn't. Sorry. Yeah, and I also I have used Light Blue, and um, not because it's uh, a bad piece of software or anything like that at all. I know a lot of people use it and use it very well. Just it was a little bit overkill for for what I needed. Mm. Um, Depends how many. I mean, if you're doing hundred, hundred and fifty weddings a year or something, goodness knows how you'll be able to. But I think. But then it would make more sense than doing. You know, if this spreadsheet's based on twenty five to yeah forty gigs a year. I think what I really liked about Light Blue, and, and it's subsequently since I did test it, it's, it's moved on a lot further, is the automation stuff in there. Yeah. So your email to your clients uh, uh, yeah, but that would six be months an, later yeah, yeah, will be yeah, automated. Yeah. That, that, that element of stuff is great. Um, however, what I did, being the geek that I am, and you know, years ago I, when I first started working, I worked for Microsoft, and I was the um, 
access database support engineer. So I've got my own little access database, which has absolutely everything I need. Has in you it. got an access one? I wrote yeah. it. It's, it's all there. Clever stuff. I have everything in there. It even has it has really cool reports and stuff. So I can I can just press a button, have a printout, or see on the screen of you know which clients have not requested their albums yet. Has uh, a blog post been done for it? I even have um, parts in the query that say things like. Um, you know, your average time from inquiry to booking in 2011 was three weeks. Your average wow. time in 2012 was 4.6 weeks, and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I enjoy doing that, actually. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. Right, one more question, then. It's uh, time to uh, meet the mods. Uh, Monica Mesca. Hi, guys. First of all, awesome podcast. Please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and the way you're doing it. I'd like to uh, to ask you what to do when your client asks you to keep their photos private. I started my photography business last year, and I have so many clients asking for the photos to be kept entirely private. I don't know what to do with it because it hurts my marketing. You're right there, Monica, it does. And, of course, the best photos are the ones that I'm asked to keep private. Well, that's Murphy's Law, isn't it, from my website and social media. Really frustrating, Monica says. How do you encourage your clients to let you share? Uh, do you have some discount for the customers that agree for you to share their pictures on your website and social media? Do you have any extra fee for a private photo session? Um, when do you talk to your clients about all that? Really appreciate any advice. Thank you, Monica. Um, very good question. And actually a question that works regardless of, of uh, weddings or whatever, because this can work so well in, in portrait land as well. Um, I know personally myself, the contract goes out for wedding work and it already has in there a paragraph about me being allowed to use the images on, on my websites and and also within third parties that I deem responsible enough to use um, their images. Now, that that's kind of a very presumptive um, paragraph to send out. But I think sometimes when you set your stall out, people are more likely to say, oh, all right, okay, rather than if you, and I'm not suggesting you do this, Monica, but if you, if you almost go cap in hand to them asking to use them, then I think it becomes a, a far harder process altogether. Yeah. So by being a bit presumptive up, up front, it might feel a bit uncomfortable doing that, but actually it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and you know what we're selling pictures. We we need to show them. And I think you you just hit the nail on the head. A lot of people are concerned especially with like all of the the recent GDPR and privacy and and all that kind of stuff. Occasionally and it's very occasionally mm. I will get somebody that says actually we're not comfortable with that. I yeah, did, yeah, I did yeah. uh, a wedding a couple of years ago for quite a well-known actor well, it was his daughter actually but um, and they don't want any pictures shown and that's fine you know mm. even though I, I love those pictures and I think they're some of the best I've shot I can't use them but that's you know that's what you, you know you, you've got to get paid and, and that's the way it is but if everybody said that then then no so don't ask let them ask and yeah. and then just explain politely you know how did you find me well we saw these lovely pictures on your website there you go and don't be afraid of going back to ask because i have had some clients have said we'd rather you didn't use them and then i've i've recontacted them and said i really like these any Mm. chance and they've said oh go on then yeah i mean there's that lovely story about the the wedding videographer who got um uh, called from felix guy called felix who said um would you come and shoot my shoot my wedding and the um the videographer apparently purportedly had, had not actually heard of or didn't know who this felix was and he said, um, "Yeah, I'll shoot your wedding." And, and out went the, out went the contract. Very similar to ours. It had a clause in there about using, using stuff on. I mean, in his in his particular case, of course, being a videographer, he wanted to use it on YouTube. Hmm. And the guy wrote back and said, "Well, I'm, I'm a bit sorry. We, you know, we'd love we'd love we'd love to use you, but we can't have the video being used on YouTube." 
um, because we're you know, in, in, you know we're private. We're private people. We don't want to. He said, "Fine, that's okay." Uh, and then found out either on the day of the wedding, which I like the idea of this story being on the day of the wedding, but whenever it was, subsequently found out that Felix, the reason Felix didn't want those pictures being used is he and um, he and his new wife, Marcy, are, are, are YouTube um, stars, and uh, Felix is PewDiePie. PewDiePie! Has he got 100 million subscribers? He's yet? the most followed person on Instagram, isn't he? <coughs> on um, YouTube, I think. On YouTube, PewDiePie. yeah. PewDiePie. Uh, but then he, then he did actually share it himself. Yeah, which is probably even better. And and that wedding video went proper viral. Biggest wedding video. I mean, the last time I looked at the figures, I think there were 27 million views. Yeah, probably the most watched wedding video of all time. It is the most watched wedding video of all time, probably, yeah. isn't it? Or, 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 or maybe not if you compare it to the Royal Wedding or something, but, but certainly as a YouTube video. Was he a British <clears throat> videographer? I think he was, yeah. yeah. I think that's a lovely story. I'm really, I don't know who it was. I wouldn't have known who Felix was. I wouldn't even have known who PewDiePie was until you pointed it out to me. But I think it's a lovely story that he, you know, he's 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 fallen on his feet and without any kind of uh, I don't know. It's a very humble story, isn't it? It's it's and apparently he's one of the nicest videographers. Uh, I mean, they're all lovely, obviously, of course they are. But this guy's one of the nicest guys out there. And um, so the the videographer that told me this story, uh, there was none of this. Oh, I wish I got that gig. He was so chuffed for him. Yeah, good. So pleased for him. Good. Go was, go videogs. Go videogs. Go videogs. Yeah. Um, there was another part of the question that Monica asked, though, that I thought was was quite interesting. Do you have some discount for the customers that agree for you to share the pictures on the website and social media? Do you charge extra if if they want to um, keep it private? I think that complicates issues. We're not dealing with superstars. We're dealing with normally yeah. normal members of the public. And I think if you start adding clauses in like that, people feel a bit bit uncomfortable. I, I do know a couple of people who do that who, who basically say, uh, well, one of them is, is somebody we know very well, a video guy who essentially says that if you want to if you don't want me to use the pictures you have to pay a premium oh right um and i I can kind of understand that i have to say i can kind of understand that especially for video where that particular videographer is probably only shooting seven or eight very high-end videos a year so he knows they're going to be special and the clients clients that he tends to attract will be very wealthy uh often maybe well known um so we'll bleep this out but is that yeah so he he can't just basically not show anything no so that that kind of makes sense but from your average wedding photographer uh you know actually monica didn't say what she shoots it could be family mm. photography or anything but this could be anything yeah absolutely yeah. It, it, this this counts for, for family as much as anything but for your average wedding photographer I, I i would feel very very uncomfortable to say to somebody uh if you don't want me to show your pictures then you can have to pay me more yeah because i know what would happen awkward they would just go somewhere else yeah. <laughs> they go they go to that. you yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'll take that gladly thank you very yeah. much uh, monica thank you very much for your question and it's a good question so we're going to send you a strap from simpler straps have i given one away this already this week no nope. I haven't. I haven't, yeah that's so. yours and i have yeah. to do one as well okay so monica uh monica mesca um, that strap is all yours. Enjoy. That's a. Isn't that a lovely name, Monica Mesca? It's got all of those. Again, we're, we're back to exotic names for photographers. Just yeah. that just rolls oh, off the how tongue. I wish I was called Monica. Monica Mesca. Um, right, let's move to this week's interview. Um, a slight departure to the the normal style of interview. And well, the last couple of weeks, a slight depo well, Last week, a slight departure. That's for sure. Um, but uh, we thought it'd be nice to uh, to officially meet the mods. For those that have been in the Facebook, the FujiCast Facebook group, uh, you may well have um, heard from Peter or Steve. This week, we thought we'd give uh, you a chance to to actually, well, 
not just hear from them in text if that's the right expression but but actually hear from them um so uh, this is this week's interview with peter and steve so Peter, Steve, thank you very much for, for joining us. I thought this would be a great idea to, to meet the moderators because you're the ones, um, more often or not than myself or Kev, that seem to lock antlers with people. But So I'm going to start with a very general question, all right? And, and you can both answer it. Maybe, Peter, you go first. Facebook, force for good or force for sometimes not so good? Um, well, my opinion, Facebook is force for sometimes not so good. Uh, because you do see that people uh, can be quite anonymous and then uh, do tend to let themselves go a bit more than they would in real life, I guess. It's that thing, isn't it? You'd never say the same to somebody face-to-face as you as you would in a Facebook group. And sometimes, you know, I, 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 I see comments and I think, oh, dear, that's a bit spiky. I'm not, I'm not quite sure I'd have, I'd have said it like that if we were face-to-face in Costa. Would you, Steve? No, totally. Uh, I think the ability to be um, unknown on Facebook is uh, both its real strength and its weakness, really. Some of the, the comments you see, particularly in the current political climate here in the UK, and let, let, let's not go there, but some of the comments that people are, write, are writing and then hiding behind um, anonymous names, um, it's quite it's quite scary. So I, I think Facebook is great as a way of building communities. You know, just look at the community that you and um, you and Kev have made here on the FujiCast, and, and Kevin has made on his ex weddings group. But it can also be a, a source of, of real problems, you know, almost bullying. I think. In terms of business, how how do both of you, you use Facebook? Um, so I, um, or should I say, we? Because as you know, we're very much a partnership. Sam and I, we um, we use it very much in terms of building our brands, uh, sharing, obviously, images, networking in a few local uh, wedding groups and um, communities that we know and trust. Uh, We have done a little bit of targeted Facebook marketing, which has worked quite well. But really, it's a case of building our brand, building our awareness, uh, and also networking with with people like you guys. And and yourself, Peter? Um, I must say I'm a bit of a social media marketing uh, no-no. As in that uh, I'm not that good at it. Uh, I, I, I use Facebook mostly to connect with other wedding photographers. And uh, I, I try to post some interesting stuff on my Facebook page every now and then. But that's just shots of weddings I did or, or gigs I did. In, in, that, in that case, it's a good question for Steve, really, because um, I, I know that and I, I listened to Andrew Helmich's uh, really, really good podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, that, there, there's some advice for you. And he talks a lot about Facebook marketing. Can you give us a general idea of how you approach Facebook marketing and, and, and why it's good and what you do? So uh, I'm glad you mentioned Andrew Helmich's um, group. I, I, we've been members of that Facebook uh, and, and podcast for quite a while now. And, and it's pretty much to the letter, really, the program that he's developed um, for Facebook lead generation. And I think that's how you love to look at it. It's lead generation. Uh, so what we've used in the past is to use a, um, a targeted uh, Facebook ad campaign using the tools that Facebook can give you, you can really drill now down now into demographics of age, uh, geography, interests. And we've built the ad about the um, uh, offer of a, uh, of, a, of a free engagement shoot for, uh, for a limited number of couples you know, of a targeted um, area. 
And I think we, we ran that. We haven't done it for 18 months, Neil, but we ran that um, start of um, Christmas last year, start of the new year uh, last year, just after Christmas. And I think we generated about 165 inquiries Ooh. out of that. Wow. Uh, and from that, we booked, I think, seven or eight weddings. There is this suggestion that the, the Facebook bride and groom aren't big spenders, but you'd kind of suggest that, that that's not true. I don't think you can really uh, make those kind of generalizations, really. That There are certainly uh, communities and groups which I would think attract more the uh, more economical weddings, shall we say, but the inquiries that we've took and the weddings we've booked certainly were, yeah. you know, normal mid-range, mid-to-high-range uh, weddings, which is where we sit in the marketplace. Have you ever booked a, a wedding off uh, Facebook, Peter, at all? I mean, you're saying that, that you don't really use social media in that guise, but have you? I, I Well, I... Th- I think I have in in the sense that I do post pictures of of weddings I took and, and tag people and and then their friends and, and family uh, see that and uh, uh, I may have gotten some uh, referrals out of that so uh, I think I think I have but not directly as in uh, people found me on Facebook and then mm. booked something directly to me. What about I know this is a, a Facebook chat today but but I'm intrigued I'm going to ask you both anyway what about Instagram how how important is that in the mix for for, for you both perhaps Peter first as same as Facebook really uh, I, I I I have a, a personal profile and, and a business profile uh, on on Instagram I use my personal profile every now and then not too much and then I I uh, used to have a, a business profile which I used well quite regularly I posted pictures quite regularly and then. One, one, one day I just got fed up with it all and deleted the whole thing. And then uh, a couple of months ago, I, uh, I, uh, I reopened it, so to speak. We shot our first wedding uh, last week where a couple had found us on Instagram and liked what we did and, and, and booked us on the back of Instagram. But I, I have to say that Instagram is a bit of a mystery to me, really. Um, I think if you were in at the early days of Instagram and, and built your brand and build your awareness i think you can do very well it seems that the algorithms are changing constantly on 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 insta and trying to keep ahead of that curve is probably impossible so we try and post most days on our business instagram page and and i don't think likes is the right thing to track but we do get about 30 to 40 likes typically Mm. let's talk about your photography businesses peter kasbergen.nl i'm intrigued first of all the first thing i see when i open up a website that first image usually for me um tells me everything about what i think this photographer is going to be i I want to know how you choose the images on your front page peter okay well you've obviously opened the website and 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 you see three images yeah and i think they do represent what i what my business stands for quite well the the first one is a couple dancing off into the sunset uh, a wedding couple that's right um which is um i i don't see myself as a purely 100% documentary wedding photographer. I do like the documentary approach, but I also do like the, 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 like the post shots and the, the contrived shots, so to say. So uh, this is sort of a mix of both uh, because we didn't ask, well, I didn't ask the, uh, the couple to, to start dancing, <laughs> but I did put them there in the sunset. So mm. it's quite, kind of a mix of, of things. And, 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 and I think that's, that's what I do in, in my wedding photography. And in terms of your background, just tell us a, a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, um, I come from uh, an IT background, really. I've, I was a, an IT consultant for about 10 years. 
uh, actually my photography started when I was uh, I used to dance uh, uh, competitions in in ballroom dancing and uh, I when I uh, was uh, planning to get married I uh, I didn't have time for that anymore but I didn't want to lose all the friends I had there so I uh, started taking pictures at dance competitions all right. and uh, enjoyed that so much that I uh, I got my first uh, digital SLR f- as a wedding gift <laughs> actually and uh, things just uh, snowballed from there, really. I'm, I always say I'm a people photographer. So I do uh, portraits, I do uh, weddings, I do wed- uh, uh, business events, uh, business portraits. Um, if you put me in front of an, a, a great landscape and I take a picture and, I, and I, I get home and then I look at the picture and I'm like, meh, I don't like right. it. Yeah. And then, uh, But when I put somebody in the, in the landscape, then I'm, I'm a happy guy. Steve, I'm going to ask you the same sort of questions. I, I know when I go to your um, front page instantly, I know that venue. And I, and I know that, that couple are walking out from a door that I walked out with from with my wife in 2006. That's Silchester House, isn't it? It is. It, it is, is indeed, yeah. So, of course, we're not a million miles away from, from you, no. um, Neil. We're in North, North Oxfordshire, and uh, I guess uh, we, we did quite a few weddings to the south of Oxfordshire, so perhaps we overlap a little bit. Yeah. But um, we're, we're very much... My wife and I, Samantha, we're very much a, a, a partnership, really. We we only ever work together. We only ever photograph together. Um, my, my background, um, I was I was a scientist originally. I got a, a chemistry degree many, many years ago. And I spent a couple of years working as a scientist and then got bored and, and then pursued a career in sales. And I, and I spent most of my working adult life in, in sales and sales management, selling to scientists who are probably the most difficult people in the world to sell to. Yeah. And then um, 27 years ago, um, in my, my first marriage, or, or practice marriage, as you and Kevin call it. Um, <laughs> I'd, just my, like, I'd just like to say, by the way, that made, made it sound like myself and Kevin are married to each other. <laughs> um, we, um, uh, my, my, my first wife and I, we had, uh, we had a daughter, Natalie, and I'd, I'd been interested in photography. And then, of course, when you've got a, a baby to photograph, you know, my interest exploded. And uh, I got really into photography. I had my own darkroom and um, printed pictures, which is still the greatest experience, I think, in photography. And then um, when Samantha and I got together, which was just uh, around 2000, 1999, 2000, uh, Sam's very artistic. Um, and I bought her a, a, a used camera for a bit of fun, really. And, and very quickly, she went past me in terms of her composition skills and her ability to see a photo. And we, you know, I think like most people, we had some friends who were getting married and they said, hey, guys, would you take our photos? And we thought, OK. <laughs> and we did it and we really liked it. And, and, and it sort of grew and grew. And about four years ago, I was running multi-million dollar businesses for a big American corporation. And to be honest, it was making me ill. The stress and pressure of it all so i walked away from it and for the last year and a half we've both been making a living out of our photography what about your individual fuji film journeys though we came to fuji entirely through kevin we shot weddings initially in the way that we wanted to shoot weddings which was not doing a lot of pose photos and and just digging around online i found this term documentary wedding photography which i never realized we were and once you find documentary wedding photography online you very quickly end up in kevin kevin mullins's website coincidentally i just bought an x pro one um and i bought it really for a travel camera for when i was traveling on business and yes it was a bit clunky and yes the focusing wasn't as fast as our canon dslrs and yes there were things i had to work around to start with but the images we got out of it were great and the, and the whole experience of using the camera was just fun and peter i think i i followed the same path as as many people that uh, the the original x100 was my uh, gateway drug 
it all again snowballed from there. I uh, I bought an X Pro one. I bought two XT ones. Uh, shot weddings with two XT ones. Progressively got got more Fuji cameras. I got the X Pro two, then an X. T2, another XT2, and XH1, and uh, loved using them, but I was having a bit of a struggle with the autofocus. Um, so I uh, switched to uh, to Sony actually a year ago, about a year ago. I do miss my Fujis though, mm. for just the fun and the and, and the Fuji colors. I still have an X70 and, a, and an X100F left, and I do uh, try to use those uh, as much as possible for my personal work. And, and do you know, I'm, I'm, I was, I, I sort of asked you with a wry smile when we talked about Fuji because um, I, I, I knew your journey, and that kind of answers some of the questions that we were talking about just before we started recording. Actually, Peter, about people saying it's, it's just for Fuji, and I, I thought this will be interesting because people won't be expecting one of our moderators to actually be a Sony shooter, and it kind <laughs> of, and this, it's a, it's a perfect dovetail. You couldn't have written this bit any better, Peter, because it dovetails perfectly to to the the chat i wanted to have about the facebook group because the the title of the the title of the show may be fuji cast but actually we like to think that it's more a community of of photographers who talk about primarily i would imagine about mirrorless what's your take on the group and as a sony man now although you know fuji film very well i know that but mm. um why did you why did you um, pick up the podcast and, and and do you think it's important that um, that, that it's called Fujicast or does it not really matter to you first of all it doesn't really matter to me what it's called uh, what it's called I mean uh, as you've pointed out during uh, the show and, and and Kevin's pointed out as well is that it's not about Fuji of course you you guys use Fuji cameras but you talk from a, a point of view of a photographer not a Fuji photographer uh, both of you. Um, so, uh, I, I, I mean, I like Steve said, uh, when you when you uh, start using Fuji equipment and, and and have a sort of a documentary approach, you 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 will definitely run into Kevin's uh, website and YouTube channel. Uh, so that's what, how I uh, sort of got to know him. I, I met him uh, once or twice uh, before I uh, uh, went to the uh, X Weddings conference last year in Bath. And, and 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 I was of course a member of the X Weddings uh, Facebook group as well, and and it's just the idea behind the, the Facebook group uh, uh, of the X Weddings group is the sa- basically the same as the Fujicast group. It's 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 supposed to be a, a, a friendly environment where people can just discuss in a safe environment and and ask us ask questions and 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 so on. And I think you've you've created the same thing uh, the the two of you together with the Fujicast uh, uh, Facebook group. And and podcast. It's just a, a, a friendly environment to uh, to discuss photography. Oh, obviously, we we need to have some rules in the group uh, to keep it from uh, going going uh, wrong. But uh, it's just just the whole atmosphere. And and I think it's in 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 line with what uh, people say about Fuji cameras. I mean, I always hear uh, people talk about the just the fun of using the Fuji camera. Steve just mentioned it. It's it's the same thing. I'm I'm using Sony now, but I always feel like I'm I'm shooting I'm I'm photographing with a computer. And and I didn't have that feeling with the Fuji cameras. I I, I had a Fuji camera, and now I have a, a Sony computer in my hand. With regard to where the the cast goes, now, you're you're a, you're moderators, stroke administrators. Where would you um, both personally? I'm, I'm I'm acutely aware. I don't want this to to seem too self absorbed but I'm going to ask you, the, you both the questions. The question: Where would you like to see the the Fuji cast go to develop? What would you like to hear more of, or hear less of, even? 
Um, so from my side, I, I like the mix of questions and uh, an interview. I think it's great that you mix the interviews up with some pretty well-known photographers up to now and i know you've had some suggestions for others to use there but it's nice also you get the likes of peter and myself mere mortals uh on here as well <laughs> i think the interviews are important if it was an hour of just q a i think that would be perhaps a yeah. bit heavy yeah um so the interviews are important um i think it would be nice for you guys to go into some slightly different areas you know, video is an area that I'm, I'm dabbling with as you know yeah um and I, and I think there are more and more people who are photographers who are sort of playing with video that would perhaps find that useful. But I think also it's important you keep the mix of working professionals and keen amateurs and people who just like taking photos. What about totally. you? What about you, Peter? Um, like Steve said, I, I do like the mix. Um, uh, one thing you, you're bound to have in the beginning is that uh, uh, you are called the Fujicast, so you get uh, a lot of Fuji-oriented questions from the audience. Um, uh, and, and so it, it tends to be a bit Fuji heavy, but uh, uh, even though uh, it's not meant to be, um, uh, and and you're both wedding photographers, so you all also have a, a slight bit of bias yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that direction as as the people asking questions about uh, wedding photography. Uh, so I, it would be nice if if we had a, 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 a bit more other topics, uh, maybe portrait photography, uh, photography in general, and. And, and and techniques for that and and but but yeah i I'm, th that would be what i would be looking for um, but the mix of uh, professionals uh, semi-professionals amateurs uh, is quite nice and um, i think we should uh, try to keep that yeah peter steve thank you very much for your time uh, if you if you do lock antlers in the group with either peter or steve um do go look at the rules i mean we're, we're we are you know hopefully gonna just keep pushing forward with this this well, i think it's a friendly i've been in a few spiky facebook groups and this doesn't seem like that to me um yeah sure there'll always be some debate and people shouldn't agree with each other all the time obviously <laughs> that'd be a pretty boring world but i i think you both do a great job and from myself and kev i'd like to thank you both very much cheers neil cheers peter hopefully then that's uh, made you want to uh, visit the uh, the facebook group the, the fujicast facebook group it's going nicely thank you very much for for joining it and being part of it and i think it's quite a friendly group as well yeah it is I and mean, we, we, should, we yeah. both belong to groups that aren't so friendly <laughs> correct and uh, well we should both kind of we should thank peter and uh, steve as well yeah like publicly right here right now well we are there we go well done thank you you don't need money you just got a kev thanks yeah there and a go. fist bump it's bump and a smile. What more could you want? Right, questions. Okay, so another Peter this time, Peter Johnson. Right. And he says, Hi, Neil and Kevin. This question popped into my head the other week and have uh, just remembered it. When it's raining, do you feel like you should have umbrellas in the boot of your car for the bride and groom, matching white or clear umbrellas, for example? Right. Or do you just go with it and continue in a pure documentary style? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> well, um... No, I don't have umbrellas. I no. don't. I, I, I just no. I, I, no. 
I mean, it would be like brownie points, wouldn't it? No, You've got an umbrella. No, <clears throat> no. It Do makes you carry me... surprising things with you no. like that? No, 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 no. It makes me chuckle when I hear photographers say they take needle knitting needles and things like well, that. Well, you case... know, I was just about to say I keep uh, a knitting needle in there uh, for, do- <laughs> for doing the dress. You know, when it's good if people can pull no. the, the dress together. No, because no, no. Why? Why? That's not your responsibility. Crochet... Yeah, I know, but it gives it's maximum brownie points, isn't it? Well, not if it breaks. People remember that sort of well. They, no. Well, no, yeah, but I've never only... had one break. People remember it. They've already paid you. They're getting married that day. Then they don't care. No, you miserable old honestly, psych. do not. I, I honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm passionate about a couple of things. Um, that's not one of them. That is not one of them. No, you are the the wedding dressmaker, the hairdressers, the makeup artists, the planners, the vicars, the everybody else are there to do their own job. Your job is to take pictures, yeah. not to run around with umbrellas and stuff like that I mean, it's different I mean in fairness if you're doing portraits or whatever and you need to keep them dry then fair enough but yeah. presumably that's what that's for I, I you know just just no don't I, I, I did used to carry black umbrellas but I don't do that anymore now, and what was your thinking behind that I didn't want to get wet yeah, yeah okay for you fair enough <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm being a bit flippant <laughs> no I just thought it was something that you could offer up as a but you, you know, I think this all comes down. I'm going to blame Damien Lovegrove for this. Bless him. Why? <laughs> What's he got to do with the umbrella situation? He wrote a big, umbrella gate. He wrote a big purple book once called Wedding Photography, something or other. Right. Uh, and I bought it right at the beginning. And in fairness, it was an amazing book. Damien's an amazing bloke, amazing photographer, as we all know. Um, I'm fairly sure somewhere in that book it says, you know, you should take umbrellas and you should take knitting needles and you should take, you know, spare socks for the groom and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, he'll probably chuckle if it's not true, hopefully, or he, yeah. or he might get very angry with me, one or the other. But, um, it, uh, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that when I first started out thinking, is that, do you really, it, it, what? No, surely not. God, it's hard enough to remember to take the cameras. Not all that stuff. No, no. It's just a big fat no from me. Sorry, that's, that's I, I'm doing my Simon Cowell. <laughs> it's a big fat no. It's a big fat no from me. Yeah. Um, right. Well, um, you know. but your mileage might vary, Peter. And of course, feel free to take your white umbrella or your see-through umbrella, and anybody else, and enjoy it. But not me. Patrick Brian <laughs> Gomez. Question one. Oh, he's straight in. Pat doesn't mess around. Straight in with a question. There's none. None of that. Oh, I love the show stuff going on. He's he's talking your language. I've been experimenting with custom film simulations. Is it possible to save your white balance custom settings? So um, he's talking about what adding a little bit of extra red in blue, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, blue plus uh-huh, two, uh-huh, red plus uh-huh. two. What what would I do? Just to set the highlight shadows, film simulation, and then manipulate manually manipulate manipulate manually manipulate the the white uh, uh, balance setting before I shoot. If it's possible, how do you do it? And what? Is it possible? Uh, no. Okay. Basically, the custom okay. film simulations you can um, uh, you can save shadows, highlights, color, sh- uh, noise. Um, uh, yeah, the basic stuff in the menus. You cannot save um, custom white balance. Did ask another question Sadly. here uh, in in Max. I heard that. Uh, what, what's this? Shall I read it for you? Yeah. <laughs> I heard that X Acquire and X Studio can now be used in Max. That's Macintoshes. Yeah, I know that. I've got one. <laughs> but I have We're on it. I have been experiencing We're recording on it. I've been experiencing problems and it simply does not work. Right. I need help to get around that uh, okay. from any of you please. Well, I don't use a Mac as you know, so I don't know it does it should work. Um it works fine on my PC. Um I know people that do use Xquire on on Mac, so um, the only thing one of the things that did does trip people up sometimes is they use the wrong USB cable USB-C cable predominantly oh is that what um, it does because it? USB-C cables have two different power strengths 
So if you don't use the one that comes in the camera, um, it might not have the right. Might not have the right strength of power yeah. or something. You can always buy a new one, of course. But yeah. if you're buying a USB-C cable and uh, as is it as like far a, as I'm aware, a resistor capacitor kind of uh, yeah maybe. scenario? I don't know. Don't know. But it's something to do with some USB-C cables will work and some of them won't and it's to do with the power consumption or something so that might be what's causing the problem uh, always try and keep the cable that came in your camera about box and use that for your uh, xacquire x studio stuff okay thank you very much right yours well done so this is mohammed pirani from uh toronto in canada uh we a lot of canadian get, uh, listeners actually canadians, yeah. yeah i really like the idea of moving to canada mm. just i just really uh, canadians seem just like really chillaxed yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Well, look at Patrick. Yeah. Question about how to handle situations where people pose even when you don't want them to. And uh, so he goes on to say, I like to take candid or documentary style photos of at family events or even street photography. But most of the time I get people who smile and pose for the picture as soon as they see the camera up to my face mm. or worse. They stop walking to get out of the way. Absolutely. <laughs> how do you handle these kinds of situations, especially during your weddings? At, although it's totally applicable for everything. Mm. At first, I thought I would get a longer lens and shoot from a distance. From a distance, um, but but I rather enjoy being <laughs> but I rather enjoy being in the action and in, in close proximity. Not to mention getting more stuff in in of the real photography. Yeah, uh, the context picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I did try and take them blindly without looking into the viewfinder or LCD, but the composition is off. Currently shooting an XT2, 18mm, 35mm, Olympus OM50. Uh, I also have a Canon FD100, Olympus 135. Wow, that's a lot Ooh, of stuff. It's a big bag. Yeah, eagerly waiting for your answers. Um, thank you, Mohammed. Yeah, thank you, Mohammed. Well, you've kind of, I think you've kind of answered your own questions in that question. In that question. <laughs> you've yeah. answered your own questions in that question. Using a longer lens is not the answer for sure, because all that's going to do is introduce more people coming into the frame. Yes, they won't act like a, a blind rabbit when they see you because they won't see you because you'd be too far away hiding behind a tree. So that's definitely not the, the right answer. That whole thing, when I talk to people about street photography and, and they say, you know, the number one anxiety for them mostly is the fear that people are going to see them taking a picture of them and then they're going to punch them in the face. Yeah. Uh, and actually what I normally say to them is they don't, they won't. They will not be angry of you taking a picture of them. What they will be is wondering why you're taking a picture and they must be in the way. So they move out of the way. So what you get is a lot of people doing that whole kind of rabbit stuck in the headlights, dodging back and forth, thinking, oh, I must be in the way. And then they look over their shoulder looking at what you're trying to take a picture of. And actually, it's them. So, yes, that does happen. Well, I I like the approach that uh, one of our guests, Ian McDonald, had um, a couple of weeks ago when he was saying somebody comes up. So did you take my picture? You say. Yeah, with a smile, he says, yep, I did. Yeah, I really like you. I really like the... <laughs> he has a totally different approach to it. I Yeah, absolutely. And he's well, Canadian. Why not? And uh, I, do you know, I have never, ever, 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 when I'm not shooting, uh, not including weddings here, when I've been shooting street photography and I've done a lot, been asked, have you just taken my picture? Not once. Not once. Not once. And I think that's part of the answer. It's a, to do with the way you carry yourself, to do with your your own confidence, to do with the way you handle the camera, uh, shooting blindly from the hip, etc. You know, you, you, Mohammed talks about, you know, he's trying to shoot uh, without looking into the viewfinder of the LCD, but the composition is off. Well, that just comes down to, to practice and patience and timing. You can compose using the viewfinder, drop the camera down, and as long as it goes perpendicularly down and you don't start bobbing left and right then then it should be fine um but also i think you can give off this air of nervousness you give off an air of nervousness remember on a particular um 
shadowing one of your street photography courses, which was excellent, by the way. Um, There was a particular guy on it who um, had the camera at his midriff, and and he's and he sort of it obviously worked out um, composition and and Uh. and that the the focal length and you know where he should stand if he wanted to get X, but he looked like he just he looked like everything about him. Yeah, just, just looked a bit threatening. Looked like a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Um, but but the but the thing is, the the critical thing is, and this is probably the number one thing that that I think um, people fall down on when they, when they come to do candid street photography of people is that they get themselves sorted. It's all framed. They're shooting from the hip. You know, they've got their zone focusing set up. It's f eight. It's everything is good to go. And the only thing they need to do at that point is press the button at the right time. That's the only remaining thing, yeah. right? But what they do is they eyeball their subject. Yes. They stare, yeah, yeah, yeah. stare at them. Well, this is what that guy was doing. Yes, yeah. exactly. They stare at them. And then the person's thinking, well, he's not taking a picture of me, but why the hell is he staring at me like that? <laughs> you know, that's that's the problem. Yeah. It's you've, you've got, I, you know, I, I will be, uh, if I'm shooting with the X100, you know, or X-Pro2 or something, I'll be, when I'm taking the picture, I'll normally be playing with my camera strap or looking at my watch or, you know, taking a toke on my vape, whatever, it, you know, but I'm doing, I'm doing that absolute everything to not be staring at the subject mm. and that honestly i think that's 90 percent of the battle i didn't realize you vaped uh, yeah don't tell my mum. you could it, what you could do is just <laughs> a big yeah out, out oh, take, i don't do that and stuff. then you could yeah but, yeah, but then you could you, disappear oh, no, actually no yeah but then you'd have your camera behind the smoke as <laughs> <Yeah>. well <laughs> Old but, interesting uh, set of images it's a good question mohammed so i am going to send you a uh, simpler strap uh, mohammed pirani from uh, toronto in canada on, on that note by the way since you mentioned weddings um sometimes looking past the composition works as well do you get do you get what i mean by that yes sometimes people think that they're looking at you and what i tend to do is i purposefully then look straight past them yeah. you know that kind of thing where they think oh yeah. he's not looking at me yeah absolutely oh, just don't whereas i am i mean i focused on them and they're my my, my subject no but i make up i'm looking somewhere else y- fujifilm cameras are so easy to do that with because they're so small well yeah, absolutely all mirrorless cameras are really and 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 the thing is it's it does depend on your approach slightly you know if we're if you're doing a bruce gildan-esque approach yeah. oh, um or doogie wallace where it is in your face take the picture and run then you know you're not going to be able to hide. But if you're doing what I would consider as considered street photography, then uh, that's that shouldn't be an issue. And and also always remember when it comes to public photography that as long as you believe what you're photo- you're photographing something for public history posterity, you're not doing it for your own personal gratification or your your own you know you, whatever you're you're doing it because there's there's a history a moment in history that you think is interesting to take a picture of you're not doing anything wrong no you're not doing anything wrong that's the key thing so don't don't feel that fear don't look like you you're doing something wrong um and you know it's as long as you're in a, an environment and, and a country where you're allowed to be doing it as long as you're not doing something illegal yeah. and you're not taking pictures for the wrong reasons then uh you know just but just e- get on with it and equally don't be confrontational absolutely don't be confrontational but there is a, there's a youtube uh, film of uh, I, I, do you know i can't remember the guy's name um but he he sets out to be confrontational yeah. he wants confrontation he yeah. wants people to say what have you just done and uh, so that he can say free world i can do what i like yeah you know, you're uh, not getting me no 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 not listening 
pointing fingers and ears, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, that's confrontation. And it's people like that that will, will be the downfall of it. it you know, it's, it's oh, well, I've been on that horse too many times. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Hamid, well done. Good question. Thank well you very done. much. Um, Shenny Leon, uh, what's up? <laughs> I, I don't know. What is up? I'm really enjoying your podcast. It's fun, interesting. You guys are nice people too. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot. I sent a message last week, but now I have another question. That's all right. I was uh, going through your websites. Every time I look at them, I end up totally inspired to go out and shoot. Well, that's nice. Uh, NeilJames.com, N-E-A-L-E, KevinMullinsPhotography.co.uk. I see that Kevin says that in his shots, he does not try to intervene to, to create or recreate the photo or the situation that he's making into a photo. But what about if you see that there's a spot with some really amazing light, and if only you could get the bride or groom to continue what they're doing but stand in that spot with that nice light? Would you say something? Would you move them? Would you think about it? Uh, these questions are both of you. Also, in regards to the family group shots, what do you guys do? Well, we've been down the family group shots um, mm-hmm. quite a few times, but we, we'll just touch on that again. Take a few or many or, or maybe just don't do any. I'm in my first year of wedding photography. Oh, uh, good luck for the um, for the adventure, Shenny. Good, good time, good fun. And I'm passionate about the documentary side of it, just wondering what you guys do. So thank you again. And, Neil, great special sound effects uh, that you add to the show. Some people hate them, by the way, Shenny. But just uh, I don't give a damn. I'm going to keep doing it because sometimes they're fun. Uh, but we did stop doing the email sound because that drove people absolutely bonkers. Yeah, because they? they all thought they had to get receiving emails, <laughs> even if it yeah. wasn't the appropriate sound. Yeah, uh, they, they thought, "Is that me? Oh, it must be me." And there was the guy who was landing at Heathrow listening to the podcast when you put the warning, warning on, and he, he threw his headphones off and fell into a sheer panic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, well, I, uh, my answer is no. I wouldn't move them. No. No, I don't. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Oh, right. It, it means that that's just the way that I do it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm 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 pretty sure you're the same. If it's, I, do, if yeah, it's, I wouldn't move people into light. No, no. Though. If it's not a um, a portrait or something, you know, that you're, you're actually taking control of. Yeah. Then, no, I don't. Have you ever asked somebody to look up into into the light if they're in the right place is it no just look to your left a bit for a no. second never done that no not once not once I'm, I'll, I'll hold my hand up and say I have mm. and I did a couple of weeks ago alright I'm going I'm sorry this is rubbish <laughs> but I did a couple of weeks ago with a, with a picture of so the military guys were looking out the window and I just thought that's a cracking portrait I just oh to hell with it I've got to ask them. Yeah, and I did and, and you know what the rest they, of the day though they didn't want to hear from me that's <laughs> absolutely fair enough you know I, I just I just don't it's not I, I. it doesn't mean it's right or wrong it's just my my personal take on things I, yeah. I'm I'm probably a little bit more extreme than others um, you know but no I don't does it damage your business possibly mm. yeah I mean possibly I you know, I, I would imagine for a lot of people come to my website and, you know, and, and like what they see, but also a lot of them probably think, well, you know, I don't particularly like having my picture taken. I don't like when I, what I look like when I'm yeah. laughing and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I probably won't go there. Um, and that's fine as well. But, you know, I, I, the last thing, absolutely, I'm absolutely not saying this is what you, you were doing, just that was a, a one-off thing. But the absolute last thing I want to do is call myself a storyteller a natural yeah. storyteller yeah. and then set it up you know it's funny and i, I keep coming back to my my old mate my old mucker giles um the the conflict um uh, photographer um who does listen to this show so hello giles uh-huh. and um he um 
during the time he's been documenting documenting conflict, he, he has sometimes um, uh, talked to people and, and it has changed the whole situation. And then uh. they look up and then he's, he finds himself recording a portrait rather than making a story. Uh. And it becomes part of his documentary. But yeah, but I think that's slightly different to saying to, you know, people, actually, can you move... Mm. Can you move over to, over there? I, I remember once being at a wedding. Yeah, where if you just pick them up and wholesale, put them in yeah, another place, and, boom. and then pretend yeah. that's that's how it was oh, yeah, in yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, and I'm, you know, that's that, that's not documentary. That's yeah. not. It's just not. Uh, Certainly not reportage. I remember doing a wedding once where beautiful, um, bed, uh, that a rest park, amazing, amazing place, Don't amazing, know. amazing bridal prep rooms, okay. and the the hairdresser had um, had the the bride in the bathroom. Mm. In, like sat on the toilet with a with a <laughs> with a mirror with a, those electric lights around it, mm. um, because that's she she didn't want natural light. She wanted to control the light using her little mirrors and everything. And so that's where the bridal pet pictures were. Yeah. You know, there's no way I'm gonna start getting them to. You know, what would you have done? Replicating if she, if she, if the she, makeup in the in outside once they've had their makeup done. And they're and replicating, replicating yeah, it outside. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I, I could do. I could redo that again for you, like just for the shots. No, yeah. no, no. Do it for real. Do no, it for real. It's exactly. Much more fun. And and again, I, I I'm very conscious of not saying that's the only way you should do things because I do know that Everybody people do do, ways. do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is not a documentary. What approach. would you have done if the makeup artist would have said to you, uh, "Please don't do it here." We'll, we'll replicate some shots in a second. No, I would have just said, well, you know, I'm, 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 this, not this is part of the story. Yeah, 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 I'll just take some shots. What about when you, um, let me just throw this one in again, because we we all get it, because um, your your clients might well understand the way that you shoot, completely conversant with it, and they know what you're doing, and they like it. Well, what about that one bridesmaid or groomsman that says, can we do some fun shots now? Can we just lift lift the bride up? Can we... Can we do that? I've seen this done. I like to do that. What do you do at that point? If you want to do that, you can do that and use your phone. Honestly, I just don't. Do I don't. No, don't get me wrong. It has happened, and and you know when if they've done it, what I normally do is I'll stand back. Yeah. And and what happens then when they're doing those silly fun things is that everybody crowds in with their iPhones. Yes. And I just stand back and take pictures. Far of, better picture. Pictures of people yeah. taking pictures of it. But yeah. yeah, that's generally it. I had I had one a couple of weeks ago. Well, in June sometime, and they the bridesmaid was. It was like, oh, you you need to go up on the roof and take a big mm. picture of everybody in a love heart. Mm. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Did you come out in hives? No, no. She, I said to her, we, you know, <laughs> you can if you want to do that, then then feel That's free. Fine, yeah. She did. So she got everybody to stand in a heart. She went up on the roof with yeah. her iPhone. Yeah. I went into the heart and took pictures of everybody with their drinks and like yeah. breaking. So you couldn't see it was a heart, but I was I was in the mix, and it was great because you know you got some really nice kind of light falling on people's faces and a everything. Totally different angle. Yeah, totally you've different. got the unique angle. And while we're well, about it, Shenny, with the with the sound effects. I just wanted I wanted to point this out because uh, we always feel a little bit nervous at this point um, when I hear that one. It's kind of like, is it turbulence? I was speaking to a real life. I know you know a real life British Airways pilot. Mm. But I was I was doing a um, a film shoot recently, and and the husband of one of the subjects was a real life British Airways pilot, and he came back in uh, from uh, from work, and uh, we were talking about uh, turbulence. It's always a conversation I seem to get onto with pilots, <laughs> and um, uh, and he he said with a glint in his eye, sometimes you know we just. We just put the old seatbelt signs on if the crew need a little rest for, for 15, 20 minutes because everybody keeps calling them over for stuff. Yeah. And we make out as a bit of turbulence possibly coming up. Yeah. I thought, no way. So sometimes that noise isn't always the one to be feared. You yeah. could be fine. It's just that the crew want to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
<laughs> throw that one in good there. right last well, it's not really a question this one then it's the end this week max young um quick message in um hey kevin neil i'm addicted to the podcast oh you can get the cream for that huh. your podcast on snakes and spiders in july that's going back a few months funny and entertaining but kevin you are a wimp no mind you you've just spent actually a summer with with some Pretty vicious-looking, creepy crawlies. I know. Well, yeah, but that, don't talk to my family like that. <laughs> Get your hide down to Aussie. Says. I rescued a chameleon, don't you? You did. Know? You did rescue a chameleon. Don't worry about the serpents. Most of those are in Canberra. I'm not quite so sure he's talking about the the insect life no. now. I'm heading back to wedding photography next month after a hiatus of a few months, planning to use a single X-Pro 2 35 1.4 with a backup system. But that that's and it's not so much a question but i just wanted cheers max thank you max from from uh, australia max young um i just wanted to get your feeling really on on um effectively a one camera system for for a wedding great 35 mil i would so that i'm I'm assuming he's talking about the the effective 50 uh, focal length yeah i would probably step back slightly and use a 23 um rather than 35 could you do a whole wedding with a 23 yeah i've done it well i've done whole weddings with x100s which are 23 mil of course Yeah. yeah um yeah, I, I very very often I think about doing that. I, in fact, I did. Um, it wasn't a whole wedding in the end, but I shot a wedding uh, just I would say May time, where I used I would say ninety five percent of the shots were on twenty three mil. I just used one camera. It's funny because we often talk about him. We're we're, we're a big man crush on him. Phil Philip White, the uh, um, video guy. Um, he shoots um, pretty much the entire wedding in in video terms and full frame, eighty five millimeter. Yeah, I think for video you want that kind of cinematic yeah. look, don't you? Could you do? Could you shoot a wedding with a fifty six effective eighty five? No, no, I couldn't because I like to get in close. Uh, that's yeah. why the twenty three is perfect for me. But uh, uh, you know, liberating. How about that? You just you yeah. just blend in one camera setup. Max, would you do us a favour when you've when you've shot? A few weddings with just the the, the thirty five, so effective fifty mil focal length. Um, can you can you send us some links so we can share them uh, with Fujicast listeners and have a look? I'd, I'd just really love to see how one camera setup works for a wedding. Mm. Perfect. Well yeah. done. Nice one, Max. Thank you very much. I'm um, not a wimp. I'm not a wimp. I'm not a wimp. <laughs> no, he's not a wimp. Um, <laughs> right. Really. If you've liked this week's show, can you help us by doing something that will go a long way in getting the Fujicast out there, building a community and audience? We want to invest a little bit more time in recording interviews, taking the show on the road like we did a couple of weeks ago, all that kind of stuff. So if you receive, um, or, or rather, if you leave a review, you're an absolute star. But if you can actually share in any way, say through a Facebook group uh, you're a member of, Twitter via podcast app. You're a, a complete legend. Couple of seconds just to keep those cogs turning nicely. Thank you for your questions. Lifeblood of the show. If you'd like to send yours in, click at fujicast.co.uk. Thank you to the mods for talking to us off the Facebook group, Peter and Steve. Um, you will meet them in the group. Go and say hello to them. Now you know them. Go say hi. Big love to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a camera strap each to our favourite email question of the week. You can go to Simpler, Simpler, S I M. M-P-L-R dot U-S Music from Blue Wednesday Payoffs this week Kev um, It's going to be from Steve Brand for you Kevin's Instagram is Kevin Mullins Photography His website is KevinMullinsPhotography.co.uk Or for all those street workshops Training and everything else Fujifilm Pop over to F16.click I'm Steve Brand My Instagram is Stevie B Photography And my website is ImageToImage.co.uk Thank you Steve Would you buy a used car from that man? Yeah yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. Um, for me, actually, actually, since we mentioned Australia a couple of moments ago, I know Jeremy featured last week for 
you, but um, Jeremy Baker can do mine this week. Neil's Instagram is Neil James. See his films on YouTube at Neil James Photo. His website is neiljames.com. And you can hear his other photography podcast, which is called Breathe Pictures, wherever you can get your podcast from. I'm Jeremy Baker. My Instagram is JB102. I like the way it says Breathe Pictures. Very nice. Um, very oh, nice. But, by the way, very quickly as well, um, X Weddings, we didn't mention it this week. We should have done. Yes. Go to the X Weddings website. Yeah, x-weddings.co.uk, Apex uh, Hotel Bath. It's going to be great. I promise it's going to be great. I'm going to bring some smiles. <laughs> the Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.